Hey guys, it's Ed. I'm coming to you live from New York City in the Drunk Gossip Studios. It is a balmy and just horrendous 93 degrees today. It feels like 100. I'm dying. I need air conditioning. Um, so, uh, I'm going to be drinking, of course, because Drunk Gossip. Um... Right now, I have some Mike's Hard Lemonade because it's too hot for me to do anything else. And I'm also going to be drinking some water because I need to stay hydrated and not die. Um, I hope you guys really enjoyed our last episode, the panel discussion with Christine and Leanne. Um, it was a lot of fun to record. Um, And we're hoping to do it again very soon. November O'Malley will be joining me. Um, we don't have a, we haven't set a date, but it, she's gonna be, excuse me, she's gonna be joining me soon. And let's move on to some gossip. The whole reason why you're here. So Roseanne did another interview where she said. That she didn't ask to be paid for to walk away from Roseanne, the show. And I 100% believe her. But what she's not telling you is she didn't need to be asked to... Um, she didn't need to ask for money to walk away. Because it's already in the writing... The Writers Guild. And I believe the Screen Actors Guild. Rules where if... Um, Especially in the WGA, you, um, if a person has created characters or any element of the show, they have to be credited. And they have to be paid for that contribution. Now, they're going to spend it as, okay, well, Roseanne is not getting paid for the Connors. That's probably absolutely true. They probably hit everything under her Roseanne contract. Roseanne, like... Um, the big three, Sarah Gilbert, Lori Metcalf and Metcalf and John Goodman had to be paid out because her option was exercised. So what they probably did is just paid out the bonus to that. Oh, okay, you want we don't want it to look like you're getting any money from the Connors, so we'll add an extra thirty million dollars that you don't you wouldn't normally be getting. That's what happens. Um, I know, I know I sound cynical, but it, it's true. That is exactly what happens in these situations. Um, you know, I'm not mad. Obviously, if I was in the same position as Roseanne, I would want my money. Um, and we have no idea if the Connors is going to be successful or not. If it's, if it's successful, um, I can see her maybe trying to get a little more money out of them. If it's not, she walked away without having to do anything. And I mean, really, how great is that? Like, you're literally walking away with... with money that you really didn't have to do anything for. Like, it's it's passive income at its best. Um, and again, I, I realize, I really do how cynical that sounds. But the truth of the matter is, as well, you know, we have to look at things from every perspective. So, yes, Roseanne probably didn't ask for it, but she knew she was going to get it. 
because those are the rules. That's what the production companies agree to when they sign on to be um, a SAG or um, Writers Guild approved. And, you know, you want that because you want to be protected. Um, I'm, I'm going to be working on some scripts because I want to be part of the WGA. Um, you know, I wonder if I could get in for the podcast. I have to double check. If anyone knows the answer, please send me an email at ed at authoredanderson.com because I'm really curious about if, if, if I could use the scripts that I write for this because it's produced, but I'm not produced by a guild-approved production company because I'm not guild-approved yet. Oi, it's so confusing. Um, so, there's that. You know, Roseanne is always going to be Roseanne. And I will be right back. And I'm back. You know, I've, um, my sister's getting married coming up in September. So weddings have been on my mind a lot lately. And, um, you know, some of my friends, <coughs> November... David, <clears throat> have been trying to nudge me in the direction of matrimony. And that's a whole long, complicated story, but basically, no. <laughs> Unless I can marry Vodka. Is that legal? Is that a thing? Like, is, can we do that? I'll look into it. Um... But someone who is not opposed to getting married is Kayla Cuoco, who married her longtime boyfriend. Well, long time. They've been together for two years. Um, what's his name? Carl Cook. Um, he works with. He's a professional equestrian, which I think just means he works with horses. Or at least I hope that's what it means. Um, Kaylee, of course, um, is probably best known for the Big Bang Theory, but she was also on, um, Eight Simple Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughter, and I think she's been in a couple low-budget movies, um, but she makes so much money off of Big Bang Theory, she doesn't have to do any other work. Um, she was also married before to a, I believe a tennis pro. And he cheated on her constantly, and ended that ended in divorce. And I really would love to wish um, Carl and Kaylee like just a long time of happiness. But my my fear is there's already blinds about him cheating. Um, there was one on Crazy Days and Nights, uh, maybe two weeks ago, about how. Um, Carl was sucking the breast of a, a stripper. And I'm sure, well, I'm sure if any straight guys actually listen to this, uh, but I highly doubt straight guys listen to drunk gossip. But if they do, they would argue with me that, you know, sucking on the breast of a stripper isn't cheating. It's, if you wouldn't do it in front of your partner, it's cheating. That's all there is to that. I mean, you can, you can paint a cow however you want to paint it. It's still a cow. You know, and if you would do it in front of your partner and they would be okay with it, fine. Like, more power to you. But let's be real here. 
most of the stuff that guys do in strip clubs, they do it in a strip club because they wouldn't do it in front of their their wives, girlfriends, boyfriends, husbands, whatever. Because they know that their partner would not appreciate it. That's, that's the long and the short of it. Um, so, you know, it could have been a one-time thing. But a cheater is going to cheat, 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 cheat. Damn it, Taylor Swift. Um, so I really don't know. Like, I want to be happy for them and I really hope it works out. But at the same time, I, I hope she was smart and got a prenup and is protecting her fortune. Um, you know, I, in my day job, I work with a lot of attorneys and there's a stigma about prenups, but really the truth is, I think prenup is more about not thinking about divorce or the, the relationship ending, and it's more about, you know, just thinking ahead and saying, okay, if this does happen... This is how we need to divide it. It, it's more of a okay. Let's let's not make this complicated. Let's not, um, you know, let let's not make this a thing. I read this really great article as I was editing the other day, and it said, you know, if it, it's more about trust, like if if you're not with a person for their money, why not sign the prenup? Why do you care? If you really love them and, you know, this is all about love. And it's kind of the inverse of the argument. Well, if you really love me, why are you making me sign it? And it's really interesting. Um, I believe it was a Forbes article. So if you want to read it, just prenup. Um, I think you can just Google prenup and trust. I'm, I forgot what I, um, how I found it. But, you know, it's worth a read anyways. I'll be right back. So, breaking news. uh, Harvey Weinstein faces more criminal sexual conduct charges. And the DA actually is going after... um, What were they called? Um, Predatory sexual assault charges. So he has um, two charges of that, among many others. Um, A third woman came forward, um, testified before the grand jury. They indicted him almost immediately. So this is what the um, New York prosecutor is going for. He, of course, hasn't responded, but I fully expect him to deny, deny, deny. And, you know, this is something that has been weighing on me lately. Like, I, I've read both points of view. And I I still side with the Me Too, mostly. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of talk, oh, you know, these women knew what they were doing. They, they got careers, they got money, they got whatever, and now they're crying that it was predatory. It was always predatory, Whenever you have a position of power and you force someone to perform sexual acts or you drug them and rape them or force yourself into them or onto them, 
it, it's predatory. That's all there is to it. Like, you, you can spend it however you want. Oh, they did it voluntarily. And, you know, the the worst and the most disgusting argument I've seen is, well, they didn't have to be actresses. Well, guess what? Harvey Weinstein didn't have to be a producer. Kevin Spacey didn't have to be an actor. You know, the list can go on and on and on. But the truth of the matter here is... You know, it's it's not... For us to say, well, you didn't have to be in this industry. People could come up to me after I tell them my story of... It wasn't sexual abuse. It was just... I, I shouldn't say just. It was, it was physical abuse. And they can say, well, you didn't have to be gay. Or you didn't have to... Whatever. But when you're in the relationship, when it's happening, you just don't know. You know, and... You know, I look at, like, Nicole Eggert, who accused Scott Bayo, and people called her a liar because she said it was everything was consensual. And maybe it was. Maybe it was very consensual. That doesn't make it okay. He was still her boss. And I think that's what a lot of people are missing here. He was... Scott Bayo was her boss. He was a producer on the show. Harvey Weinstein was a makeup producer... Who knew how to turn ordinary actresses into Oscar winners? Look at Gwyneth Paltrow. After she stopped working for Weinstein, her career, like, yes, she's Pepper Potts, but she doesn't really do anything with that anymore. Now it's all about goop and whatever. I don't know if that's a personal choice or people just aren't casting her. Um, but... You, you know, you never hear... Um, and it, usually that argument that you... That doesn't have to be an actress or in the entertainment industry is aimed directly at the women. Nobody said that to Anthony Rapp. You know, of course, I think that's a little bit different because he was, he was underage when Kevin Spacey tried to get his ass. But... You know... These women have a right to a career. They have a right to the career that they want. And they have a right to not feel like they have to sleep with a pervy old man in order to get it. So I'm glad that these indictments came down. And I really hope that he goes to trial and he's found guilty and he gets life in prison. I don't... Um, I mean, I don't know exactly if New York has a death penalty. I don't believe they do. Um, and I don't know that what he's been charged with would even qualify for the, um, for the death penalty. But I really hope he goes to jail. And I really hope he is forced to recount everything that he's done. Of course, he's a rich white guy and a sexual predator, so Trump will probably pardon him. But, you know, it would be very... Um, poetic if he was forced to live with the shame of what he did to those poor women. I'll be right back. And I'm back. So, let's talk dick. I know. 
everyone has been waiting for the segment for 53 episodes, and now it's finally here. Um, and surprisingly, it didn't come up in the um, in the panel discussion. So I don't know how that works. Um, but people would call me a size queen. Bigger is better. I don't deal with none of that motion of the ocean bullshit. Because if the boat can't hold me, it doesn't matter how the ocean is moving. Okay? Okay. (laughs) I am sorry to all the old people or people who are Puritan and very offended by this. Maybe you should just skip to the next segment. Um, Patricia Clarkson, who co-starred with Justin Timberlake and Friends with Benefits, told Andy Cohen that Justin Timberlake has a big dick. And, um, when she was asked how she knew this, she said that Justin, well, um, Justin and Mila Kunis were filming a scene where they couldn't keep anything on. And she got an eyeful. Now, I don't know why she didn't snap a picture to show the rest of us. I mean, that's the polite thing to do, isn't it? I mean, you're sitting there looking at Justin Timberlake's dick. The least you could do is take a picture for us. It's like I'm dealing with Taylor Swift all over again. Um, so, um, she was, Patricia Clarkson was on Watch What Happens Live. And, um, in the, I forgot, the segment was called something, how big is it, or whatever. And so, Andy Cohen asked her about, you know, who her friends would benefit would be. And she said Justin, and they had, like, this whole back and forth thing about how big Justin is. And Andy Cohen pro- basically forced her to acknowledge that he was, that Justin is hung. And she was like, oh my god, his mom's going to kill me. And I'm like, bitch, okay, let's just stop right there. If you didn't want to talk about someone's big dick, you don't go on Andy Cohen's show. Alright, let's be real here. And even if you did go on Andy Cohen's show, you could plead the fifth. Instead, you chose to answer. You knew exactly what you were doing. I mean, you're feeding Justin Timberlake's ego. And I... um. I forget, but I thought that there was pictures of his dick out there somewhere. Maybe it was fake. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, But I really did. I thought that there was some pictures of his dick out there already. I know that for a long time he had the nickname Trouser Snake. And we all know why. Let's not act... Like, we don't. Um, you know, Nick Carter is another one who has a big dick. He did an interview. And I forgot how how the interview went, but the interviewer, like, kept throwing out random numbers. And Nick would say, no, no, no. And then I think when he stopped at, like, eight, Nick was like, hmm. So what we need to do is we need to get Justin Timberlake to do the same thing. 
or even better, just do a Playgirl spread. And trust me, um, I, I know I said this before about another guy who I said should do a Playgirl spread, but a, an A-list star like Justin Timberlake wanting to bear his dick, they will put out print editions and sell out copies faster than you can say Levi Johnston who. So, Justin, you should do Playgirl and show us what Patricia is talking about. You know, your music career is kind of tanking right now. Um, you know, you have Trolls too, but your movie career is not really going anywhere. So spice it up. Maybe you can get a hit single like Justin um, Bieber did when he showed his dick. Just a thought. I'll be right back. And I'm back. And today's blind item is going to come from blindgossip.com. Please check them out. They're wonderful. They're great. Um, and usually they have a couple of new blind items every day. Um, the one we're going to be talking about today is called Blonde, Brunette, and Redhead. Um, and it, this came just after the Scarlett Johansson auditioned for Tom Cruise's wife story came out so as I'm reading that please keep that in mind um again if you want to read this just go to blind gossip and um it should still be on the first page if not it'll be on the second so here we go they write this blonde movie actress denies that she auditioned for a very specific role for a male movie star oh yes she did she just didn't realize that she did. Allow us, to, allow us to tell you about the audition. She was one of several women who went through this about 10 years ago. It starts, with, it starts out with a business meeting in his office and other guys are talking about possibly offering her a lead in a movie he's thinking of doing. He doesn't make any commitment to hire her, but if they get along, they proceed to a dinner meeting. Then comes a series of bachelor, bachelor-like gym dates... He doesn't try to get physical. These are just fun adventures that are high-end um, and custom. And always include private jet and private chefs. He wants them to be really impressed with him. Then if it goes well, they have to sign a confidentiality agreement. Then they are presented with the offer. The role for which they're auditioning? His wife. Blondie only made it to the second meeting. That's why she may not have realized what was going on. That's also why she can vehemently deny that this ever happened. You know who also auditioned for this role? A certain flame-haired actress whose career has taken a nosedive in the past decade. We don't know how far she got in the audition process, but it certainly wouldn't have been but it certainly would have been jaw-dropping match if she had landed the role. You might find this whole process creepy and manipulative, but it works. In fact, just a few months after Blondie bulked and Redhead flamed out, our male movie star succeeded in his quest. He auditioned and married a young, dark-haired actress. So, clearly, this is about Tom Cruise. Um, the blonde is, um, it has to be Scarlett Johansson. Um, and I don't really think that her and Tom would have made a great couple. The brunette is obviously Katie Holmes, who he did marry, 
And I believe they were married for five years and then she escaped. Um, I don't know why she left after five years. Um, you know, there's some theories that um, she just wanted to get out. She wanted to get away from Scientology to protect Surrey. Um, there's, there's some other rumors that, um, she wanted to be with, um, Jamie Foxx. I don't know. I'm not going to try to figure that out, to be honest. But what I do want to find out is the flame-haired, the redhead actress. The most popular, in my guess, is Lindsay Lohan. And that would have been jaw-dropping. And... The only thing that keeps me from really, really believing that this could have been Lindsay Lohan is the fact that if Lindsay Lohan met with Tom Cruise, she would have spread that shit around. I mean, it's very possible, and maybe I'm not giving Lindsay Lohan enough credit here, so it's certainly possible that um, this is about her. But I just... I, I do have my doubts about it. But Tom, can you imagine, like, Tom Cruise and Lindsay Lohan? It's not like Lindsay was exactly the beacon, even 10 years ago, of stability and whatnot. Um, so it would have been very odd, I think. Uh, I need to go back and see when, like, her crack stories and her drug stories really started out. I mean, for the most part, she has, I guess, settled down mostly and owns a string of nightclubs in Greece, which are doing very well. So, yay. I'm I'm very happy that Lindsay has found success. I don't think she's going to find it on screen. And she'll never be Tom Cruise's wife. But, I mean, can you imagine if she actually did? My word. That's going to wrap it up for another edition of Drunk Gossip. Thank you guys for listening, as always. Um, I probably will be back midweek with another episode. So until I talk to you again, cheers.